Hello, everybody, and indeed, welcome to another Spotify only uh, little podcast episode. This is the Big Diesel. Uh, let me get a little music started. There we go. Hey, I wanted to get something on the record just for fun, and uh, I guess you know, just for uh, historical purposes, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. As I sit today, geez, Louise, it's been—I uh, left for my Mexico trip a month ago yesterday. Isn't that something? And what a tangled web it ended up being. And, uh, you know, for those of you who have caught the live uh, live streams, you know, and who are super involved, um, you know, you've heard maybe some of this, maybe all of it, I don't know. But I thought uh, for you, Spotify only, I just wanted to get a couple things, a couple thoughts, a couple of memories on, uh, on audio for posterity's sake. And I've said before on the live show, and I'll share with you now, um, it was a very interesting trip. I was, it, it was born out of a time of feeling listless and feeling like I needed adventure and just something to do. And lo and behold, I ended up deciding, I know what I'll do. I'm going to go to Mexico. I'll go to the uh, center of the country. I'm not going to go to some tourist thing. And as I've said before, on the live stream several times. It was very interesting. Before leaving, it was very interesting because several of my friends and family uh, told me how worried they were about me. And even one or two seemed to be trying to get me to reconsider. Especially the idea that um, I'm going by myself. That was very scandalous. But lo and behold... I, I booked tickets pretty quickly. I just I, I did all of the setup before really thinking it through. By the time I was really, let's say, two hours even to the possibility of let's travel to Mexico, I already had my plane tickets and I had uh, my air I had an Airbnb set up. So I was in. Anyway, was what was so interesting about this trip, I think, was that uh, it was frightening. (laughs) I went into this thing. Now, for several reasons. Some of it was my friends and family's reactions. You know, gee, do you know how dangerous it is in Mexico? Have you heard about the kidnappings? Have you heard about the stolen uh, uh, vital organs, etc.? Surely my fear came from part of that. Uh, Part of it is, um, you know, traveling by myself. Uh, in another country that was a little intimidating. I speak Spanish or used to speak, well, whatever. I can say now that I speak Spanish. I was a Spanish minor in college and I had some in high school. And for about, uh, oh, two minutes right after college, I could maybe get away with saying I was fluent. Probably not, but I was really pretty decent. That was a long, long time ago. And going into this trip, I did not know you know, what am I getting myself into? How good is my Spanish going to be? Now, what's interesting is I could not get myself to practice <laughs> or to brush up in any way. I just couldn't get myself to do it. So I went in completely blind. And so uh, I was worried about that. How's my Spanish going to be? I was worried about the danger. I was, uh, I rented a car in Mexico and just the idea of driving in a foreign country, that was a little worrisome. So, you know, 
there was angst going into this thing. Now, I think that's kind of good. I mean, as I said, I was sitting around feeling uh, like I needed some variety. Some I needed adventure. And, you know, I would argue that um, getting out of your comfort zone, that's kind of adventurous. You know, it's not all puppy dogs and ice cream. There needs to be a little fear in there maybe too. Well, so the first part of my, the first few days of my, uh, my trip were, uh, scary, especially leaving Houston. So we're very close to our, our dear Amberglow leaving Houston and knowing that the next stop was going to be Guadalajara, Mexico. That was very frightening. I had to dig deep and I distinctly remember on that plane just thinking, okay, there's no going back. Now getting off the plane and walking into the real, really every part of that, those first few moments in Mexico. Oh my gosh. It was very exciting. It was scary. Um, I learned pretty quickly that, uh, at least in Guadalajara, I was not going to run into people who knew English. I just sort of had this preconceived notion that, well, it's English, right? And it's, we're in the Western hemisphere. So doesn't everyone know a little bit of English at least? And uh, that was not my experience. Um, it was really, I mean, for the month, it was seemed to be kind of Spanish or nothing. What was very interesting was uh, when, it, when I decided, okay, I'm dealing with, it's going to be Spanish. I can't really use English. When I decided that is when I was dealing with my rental car people. Now, this is an international airport, right? Guadalajara, Mexico. So I assumed at least the people who interact with all these travelers, they're going to know some English. Well, they did not. There was no English. And going through that, I just said, okay, well, that's, we've burned that bridge. And it's just all Spanish all the time. Now, what's kind of fascinating is I got through it. I got through it. So it turns out I still would not call myself fluent. But I was uh, decent. And I got a lot of nice feedback. I think even some people that I interacted with just really assumed that I was just a fluent Spanish speaker. You know, brief conversations. I think I pulled it off. So, again, that first little part was very scary. Then came driving through Guadalajara. Oh, my gosh. That was, that was, uh, <laughs> it was exhilarating. Maybe that's the right word. So much to see. It was really fun driving. I, I drove from the uh, airport to my hotel, which was, I kind of had to drive through the city, the the. The airport is on the south uh, end of the city, and my hotel was on the north end, so I kind of had to drive through a bunch of stuff. Very enlightening, very interesting, um, just very different. Uh, I don't even know necessarily how to describe it, but it was, um, again, exhilarating. Now, thank goodness my phone told me where to go. Now, she wasn't always right, but she was usually right. I can't imagine how, what the trip would have, I mean, add, I don't know, hours and hours in each part of it. If, if I lived back in the, uh, let's use paper map days, 
that would have been a nightmare. Um, you know, so each step along the way was this process of being mildly terrified of, of the step I was facing and then getting through it, there would be a feeling of relief and then right back into, okay, now I have to do the next thing. And now I'm a little scared of that too. Getting to the hotel, that was another one. I had a brief respite. Once I was, it was a very interesting feeling of uh, of victory when I made it into my hotel room for that first night. It was like my own little fortress. It's like, oh my gosh, this all worked out. I actually, I got here, I'm here, I'm in this room. And it was this little sigh of relief. Now, pretty quickly, I decided, well, now I need to get outside and go find a restaurant and whatever, which I did. So I was kind of back into, you know, outside of my comfort zone. Now, again, I I had heard so many stories of danger in Mexico, and certainly Guadalajara was uh, one of it, one of those uh, places where people said this is dangerous. And I will say... Uh, I passed, oh, four or five, you know, restaurants and nightclubs. They all had like armed, armed guards. And, and when I say armed, I mean like, uh, like a, a semi-automatic, you know, machine gun t- type of deal. Uh, all these paramilitary guys, you know, that put me on edge a little bit. The next day, to my credit, I did some... Uh, traveling, I instead of going um, directly down south of the city to my, um, I, I, I stayed down in the Lake Chapala area. Instead of going directly there, the next day I I, I got a little uh, oh what's the word? I got some courage and. Uh, and I did some sightseeing, which again, I'm kind of proud of that, you know, because it was, it was not easy. Now I'm, I'm looking up this, uh, this one area I can never remember and I don't know why. Oh, here it is. The next day I hung out. Can I even say it? Let's see. Talake Pake, Talake Pake. Normally, I'm really very good with uh, pronunciation. It's spelled T-L-A-Q-U-E, P-A-Q-U-E, Tlaquepaque. Just a very lovely area. Um, now, to get there, you know, I had to go through some areas that uh, you, you would not call lovely, not for... Not for a red-blooded Midwestern American, okay? I would, you know, I went through what I would call uh, squalor, you know, that sort of thing. That's a fair word to use. So it was very interesting driving through this, uh, you know, these very um, economically depressed areas to make it to this um, this Tlaquepaque area. Um I- and I had just a wonderful time. And again, it was scary. It was scary. 
Um, after that, I finally ventured down south to the Lake Chapala area. That That's where my Airbnb was. And this was, again, kind of, uh, it was one of the last real big kind of scary endeavors. And again, I think part of this is because I did this by myself, which is weird. I kept thinking several times, it's like, oh man, if I just had, if I had a buddy with me, this, you know, it would be, it would just be going, I, I, I would be less nervous. You know me, I'm, I'm really, um, I'm wound too tight maybe. And I just kept thinking, man, if I died here in Mexico, no one would even know. Anyway, I made it down to the Lake Chapala area and I found my Airbnb and I did a little bit of exploring in the little town that I stayed in. The town I stayed in down there is called Ajijic. It's kind of a funny sounding town. Very, uh, I'll say backward, very backward uh, little town. This is really kind of the heart of Mexico, I would say. Um... Anyway, I, I got a few days in. I'm laying in my Airbnb in the bed. I'm waking up for, let's call it day four. I was going to be there six days. Well, and I did. I was there six days. I'm waking up day four. Probably it was somebody's rooster probably woke me up. Someone's rooster started crowing. And I just... I just started to come to, and it was kind of a beautiful thing because one of my first thoughts, believe it or not, is I said, you know, I said to myself, wait, hey, I'm not afraid anymore. It was such a victorious feeling, and I just, oh my gosh, it was, it was really very good for me. I just realized for three days in a row at least more if you want to talk about the lead up to the trip which was also just you know stressful but being down there about three days into it it's like i have just consistently faced this new stuff new challenges scary situations and i've methodically gotten through each one sometimes with flying colors sometimes not so much but i just laid there and i recognized i'm not afraid I'm not afraid. It was such a magical feeling. And then I'll say five, 10 seconds tops after making that, having that aha moment, laying in their bed half awake, about 10 seconds after, I shit my pants. <laughs> And then jettisoned into really the second part of the second trip. It was like taking two trips. The first one was this adventurous, scary. And then the second one was dealing with uh, what ended up being some heinous parasite. Uh, so I just had uh, what I like to call the screaming shits. I had it for the rest of the trip. Getting back to the States in, in that state was uh, quite the challenge. It just made for two completely different trips. Um, I guess in a certain way, well, it's funny because I uh, once that happened, then I started getting fearful again because now it's like 
Am I going to need medical care? How does that work? Where do I go? What's happening to me? Why, why am I shitting every nine minutes? How is this possible? You know, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, I just had to share that. Um, I think it's a good reminder for me and hopefully for you that, uh, you know, sometimes it's we need to stretch and be a little scared. And I think that's a good thing. And I think in that respect, I see my Mexico uh, trip as kind of magical. You know, it was an adventure for sure. And I said on a recent live stream, you know, someone asked me, would you ever go back since you have probably such horrible memories? And I, my answer was probably surprising. I think oddly enough, I've been, I'm, I feel compelled to go back actually because it was so stressful. There's part of me that like wants to go tackle it again, you know, because I just don't, I don't want to leave it. I don't want to leave, um, on that down note. I'll be totally honest, leaving Mexico, I was kind of like a whipped dog. You know, that it, that mid middle part where I said, I'm not scared anymore, this is great. Um, I, f I felt like a hundred bucks, but then by the time I was leaving, I was like, thank Christ, because I can't stop shitting. <laughs> Excuse my language. And so part of me just doesn't want to, I don't want to leave it that way. So I want to go back. There's things I wanted to do had I been well, you know, with those last three days. So I think actually I will be back. Um, I just don't know when. Now, you know, it. we're going to have to see what part of my personality wins out because... I could, in a certain way, I could see heading back there in a month just to get it over with. You know, the, is this thing going to eat at me and I'm just going to say, screw it, I'm going back? Or am I going to settle down a little bit and just kind of get over it and then, uh, to, in a certain sense, move on at least for a while? Uh, we'll have to just see what happens. I could see it going either way. Either way. So, anyway, thank you for listening to me. Um, oh, by the way, I'll just uh, throw in this reminder. Uh, uh, you know, you probably know I do uh, live streams all the time. Seems like these days it's on Twitch. Since coming back from from the Screaming Shits hiatus, uh, it seems like uh, Reddit has locked me out or something of live streaming. I don't know. Um, I'm really, let's face it, I'm horrible with all the socials, uh, but if you want to send a letter into the show, as always, the email address is chicagotonyv at gmail.com. If you want to find the live stream, find me on uh, Twitter, at chicagotony, um, and on Twitch, just search for the Chicago Tony V show. That should get you there. Anyway... I'd love to hear about your adventures. Where should I go next? What do you think? You know, what's next on the list? And if uh, any of you can share any firsthand stories of either danger or the absence of danger in Mexico, I would be interested in uh, hearing about that. Okay. 
Anyway, that's all I've got. Listen, until next time, until a live stream or the next Botiffy podcast or whatever, I just want to remind you, um, I like you. You, you listeners of this show are, are all dear, good people. And uh, until we meet again, just uh, don't take any shit from anybody, okay? Okay, see you next time. Bye-bye.